0: Hi and welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, brought to you by Cure Media, the leading influencer marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to learn more about consumer marketing in the digital age and all things influencer marketing in right around 15 minutes. I'm Frida Ekholm, creative strategist at Cure Media, and with me in the studio today, I have Emma Lundsten, my brilliant colleague who is our Head of Operation and Client Success. Emma works closely with our customers, guiding them through their influencer marketing and helping them secure success in the channel. In today's episode, I will talk to Emma about two different approaches to influencer marketing, branding versus performance driven, what's their differences, what brands can benefit and not from each approach, and why many brands and marketers tend to take the easier route here. Hi Emma and welcome to the studio. It's so fun having you here today.
1: Hi Frida, it's so fun to be back here again. Yeah,
0: you've been in one of our uh, first episodes. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, but it it must be like one and a half years ago or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a long time. Yeah. (laughs) How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We had some few sunny days here in Stockholm, but now it's freezing again. Yeah. But but it's good. A bit disappointing, but we'll get there. Yeah. So let's begin with the basics uh, for the team for today. Emma, what's the difference between using influencer marketing as a branding or a performance-driven channel?
1: I would say the the difference is how you choose to create the the um, activities that you are doing. For example, if you are focusing on, on branding, then you want to add value to the customers and you might do more inspirational content and work with video formats on reels or tiktok for example uh, if you want to drive conversions and, and performance um, then you probably need to have a discount code or something that makes the. The followers to act directly a clear uh, call to action yeah exactly and there are uh, some platforms that are more performance driven such as instagram stories for example, uh, where it's very easy to drive traffic from um, yeah. for
0: example with the previous swipe up that they changed to the link sticker
1: exactly yeah uh, fun thing about that is that we have seen a decrease in clicks uh, but i also see i also guess that that is what instagram wants to achieve of course yeah, they uh-huh. don't want people to leave the platform, exactly. really.
0: Yeah, yeah, that would be interesting to see because they're implementing a lot of shopping features, like in platform, so yeah. that people won't leave. Yeah, uh, but they will be able to check out and pay and everything just through the app.
1: Yeah, it's very interesting to follow, and I, I'm pretty sure that we will uh, soon do almost everything within the Instagram app. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah,
0: it is. Yeah. How do you think this approach to influencer marketing, like having the clear call to actions, conversion-driven performance approach, uh, and the branding
1: approach, how has this changed over the past years? Uh, I think that we are in a big shift right now. Brands are starting to realize that this isn't their best performance channel. So, today they are more up to use influencer marketing as a branding channel. Uh, But Compared to a couple of years ago, it was also much easier to drive actual like traffic and sales directly from uh, an influencer activation. And I think that the consumers are like, we're getting so much more exposed now than we uh, was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, and we also want to like think about stuff. We don't act just because we get a discount code because we're so used to get those discount codes all over social medias. Yeah. Um, it's a crowded it's, market. Yeah, it's it's a really crowded market and it's becoming more and more crowded all the time. Yeah. Um, but it's a very interesting shift that we are in because if we're going back to like the roots with influencer marketing and, and what's it all about it is about um, inspiration and, yeah. and like the authenticity with someone recommending you so I think that it can be like this is good for the industry and we can say that maybe the channel ended up in like the wrong stage when it was more of a performance driven channel Yeah, uh, so we're going back to where it belong, Yeah, like the branding yeah Yeah, that's really interesting insights. And
0: I think if you're not super involved in the channel, that that shift could be quite hard to see. Um, But we have been here for eight years. So yeah, we know how it's been since the beginning and how it changed from today.
1: Um, Yeah, and I also think like when you're doing influence marketing in a big scale, uh, like when you're really working with this channel, uh, always on and, and spending a lot of money on it, then it's difficult to have it as a, Performance channel, especially if you're just measuring in silo, uh, which many brands tend to do. So therefore, you need to find other metrics and you need to do more branding activities and fill uh, your content with values um, to make it last.
0: Yeah. So Emma, what do you think is the or what do you know is the benefit of having a brand branding
1: approach to the channel and what are the challenges I would definitely say, like uh, as I said before, with the channel is about inspirational content and like someone that uh, I follow and trust recommends something to me. Uh, so that is, of course, the biggest benefit with using this channel as a branding channel. Uh, you as a brand don't have to create the trust yourself. You're buying space uh, at a at someone that that already have that trust towards yeah. their. Uh, Audience, so of course that is something that all brands should um, take advantage from. Yeah,
0: um, and we all know that in the end, uh, brand generates sales.
1: Exactly, you to keep that
0: in mind. Yeah,
1: exactly. I think that like today, many brands um, they are staring like on a too short period. Yeah, uh, and if you want to see like okay, the activities that I'm doing today, how much sales does Then they contribute to tomorrow. Then you're having like a bit of wrong mindset. Yeah, Uh, it will be difficult to measure that way. Yeah, uh, especially in the long run. So and you might have problems in the long run because
0: you always need to uh, like chase those quick uh, quick results instead of having this always on exactly a secure results over time. Yeah.
1: So what are the challenges here? I think the challenges with branding activities that like first of all it's not uh, specifically uh, related to influence marketing activities but in branding overall um, it's of course more difficult to measure it's more difficult to know like the branding activities that you're doing today how do we know what they are contributing to in six months for example Uh, and that is What we're trying to help our customers with to find like, okay, how can we measure within the month? But how can we also have patience and trust like the statistics and where people find inspiration and and discover new products and brands and rely on that statistic and and therefore stick to our strategy um, when it comes to branding? So, yeah, yeah, it's a challenge overall for all marketers, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It takes uh, a lot of understanding of how your customer behaves and like an overview of all your marketing channels.
1: Yeah, and also courage, I think. Like you need to have courage and try uh, new things and, and, uh, as I said, stick to your strategy. Uh, Because if you do like a branding activity, if if you spend a budget on branding activities one month and you don't see the result that you expect within that month and you change your strategy, uh, then you will probably never like, gain the success that you were hoping for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you need to really trust what you're doing and, and trust that a good brand will contribute to your success over time. Yeah. Be brave here. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, we have seen those successful uh, companies especially within influence marketing then that has like reached super success for a couple of years just by pushing discount codes yeah. um, but at some point that ends as well Like if you're not filling your brand with any other values than a shopping code um, then the customers will get tired of you eventually yeah. and they will change
0: Yeah, maybe to your competitor because they only a click away maybe <laughs> yeah so, Emma, what do you think so many brands are still into the performance-driven approach? Like, what benefits
1: do they see in this? Um, or what are the benefits of having it? Yeah, but of course there is benefit with the performance-driven approach that you actually can drive sales, yeah. for example. Uh, you can drive sales from this channel. And if we think that influence marketing is uh, more of a, like, see and, and think uh, channel... Yeah, I mean, how many branding channels can drive actual conversions that you can measure directly? Not so many. So if we look at it in that way, then influence marketing can, of course, drive performance. And I think mm-hmm. that could be one reason why uh, brands tend to place the channel um, there. And then the second thing why most brand wants to have this as a performance channel I would say is because of the measuring part Uh, because as we talked about it's much easier to measure if you are looking at like clicks the CPC the actual conversion uh, and the the ROI Um, yeah Yeah, because the results are there exactly yeah (laughs) on paper (laughs) exactly so then it maybe makes you more comfortable if you can see that, okay, we got 100% ROI on our influence marketing campaign, yeah. for example. Yeah. And what do you think are the challenges with this approach? <laughs> it's difficult to scale if you are um, seeing influence marketing as a performance channel because influence marketing will never be uh, comparable with other like performance channels. Um, that you are doing it will always be much more um, expensive and generate less conversions than than other like purely performance driven channels are so I think that you will at one point feel that okay there's no need to scale anymore uh, which is sad since the channel will uh, probably contribute to so much more than you're actually measuring yeah and then uh, as well like you will only see maybe ten percent of the the total result from um, from your activities. Yeah, and as we said before, like people will get tired of you if you are not communicating anything other than just uh, discount codes and and pushing for direct conversions. Yeah. So you mentioned a few
0: like benefits and challenges with the performance approach. Why do you think
1: many brands and marketers still go this way?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that, like, it's the easiest way to show result, and it's the easiest way to show what you're getting within an existing month. Uh, if you look at last click, uh, then you will you will see some of the things that happens, and if you are satisfied with that result, then you will settle there. But if you are doing a branding activity and not driving like direct conversions. Because if you're not offering a discount code, why should I shop within the Instagram app here now? Um, And then if you're measuring the last click, you will never see what happened with me, even if you were so inspirational that I actually bought the product directly. Um, But it will be impossible to measure um, if you're just looking at what's happening. Yeah, to see what
0: it really generates. So, moving back to the branding approach, how do you measure a branding activation in influence marketing? Um, Very good question. And I think that a lot of marketers and brands struggle with this. Overall in marketing, (laughs) everyone
1: are asking themselves the same question How do we measure our branding activities? Um, There are some established ways in measuring um, branding overall. for example, service, uh, which we often do add to our branding activities. But that also uh, requires that you work on long term. Like you cannot do something one month and then do a survey and hope, yeah, and hope for the best. <laughs> very good result. But um, if you're doing like if you're really doing influence marketing, then you should definitely do a branding service and branding tracking. Um,
0: That's const- a good advice.
1: Yeah. And then. Like especially in influence marketing, you can, of course, have like process KPIs uh, so that you can track that you are doing the right things like month by month. For example, of course, the reach is is important. Uh, and when we are talking about reach and CPM, I think it's important to be aware of uh, like what you're comparing to. You can always buy cheaper reach, but this is reach that is from an actual person, uh, so it's, it will be more um, costly. And then another thing to measure is, of course, the, the engagement rate, uh, because this is a channel that you can actually communicate directly with your audience uh, to see what type of engagement do you get, like how much relevant engagement, and are they talking about your product or services, uh, because that is, of course, very valuable for you as a brand. So there are things to measure along the way, uh, and then you can do bigger measurements, uh, such as studies or service Yeah, over time.
0: Yeah, that's really good advice. And I think we could deep dive into this in an entire episode. <laughs> but for now, <laughs> this will do. Yeah. Uh, but what is the most common mistake that brands make when measuring their branding activities?
1: Uh, I would say,
0: like, you mentioned one, like doing it like an influencer activity for one month and
1: then... Yeah, to not stick to the strategy, but also a common mistake that we see is that you say that you want to do branding, like, and you can you do branding, like, yeah. you do content for a branding purpose, but then you end up anyway looking at okay, but uh, how much traffic did this generate? And I think that then you must go back and and like change your mindset because if you are doing things for a branding purpose, then clicks should be like not irrelevant but it shouldn't be what you were looking at yeah uh, Because then you will optimize on the wrong things
0: yeah so not say something and then look at something else no
1: exactly (laughs) (laughs) to
0: keep it simple yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that's really important of course this was all for today thank you so much Emma, for joining the studio and the podcast today and sharing your expertise in this area
1: thank you so much for having me this brings us to
0: the end of another episode of Influence Marketing Talks. If you want to continue staying up to date on our weekly podcast episodes, influence marketing content, and of course, what's up on the consumer marketing scene, make sure you follow us on our social platforms at Cure Media. And to not miss another episode of the podcast, we have some real exciting guests coming. Make sure you hit that subscribe button.